there, I'm Siobhan McClay. And I'm Jen Jackson. And this is Embodiment for the Rest of Us, a podcast series exploring topics within intersections that exist in fat liberation. In this show, we interview professionals and those with lived experience alike to learn how they are affecting radical change and how we can all make this world a safer place for those living in larger bodies and in marginalized spaces. Captions and content warnings are provided in the show notes for each episode, including specific timestamps, so that you can skip triggering content anytime that feels supportive to you. This podcast is a representation of our co-hosts and guest experiences and may not be reflective of yours. These conversations are not medical advice and are not a substitute for mental health or nutrition support. In addition, the conversations held here are not exhaustive in scope or breadth. These topics, these perspectives are not complete and are always in process. These are just the highlights. Just like posts on social media or any other podcast, this is just a glimpse. We are always interested in any feedback on this process if something needs to be addressed. You can email us at listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, at embodimentfortherestofus.com. And now for today's episode. Hi there, I'm Jen Jackson. And I'm Siobhan McClay. And this is Embodiment for the Rest of Us. Yay! <laughs> so excited. We are so excited. Today we're chatting about what brought us here to this podcast, kind of a mini interview with each other so you can get to know us and what we'll share. The next couple of recordings will be about embodiment and the rest of us in more detail before we begin a series of interviews exploring the intersections within body liberation. Ooh, we are so excited. We're going to say that a lot, just like we said in the trailer. So excited. We're going to channel this nervousness and excitement that we feel into sharing about ourselves. So Siobhan, I would love it if you would tell me and us a little bit about the glorious human that you are. Thanks so much. Um, so I'm Siobhan McClay, like I've said a few times. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I live in occupied Tiwa territory here in Albuquerque, and I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Texas Tech University and a master's degree in social work from the University of Pittsburgh. Um, I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Most of my life was spent there and then went to school in Lubbock, lived in Pittsburgh for a while, and then ended up back in the Southwest um, here in Albuquerque, which is my home and I love it so so much. Um, I'm a fat black woman. I have been married to my husband for a little over three years. We have two kiddos who I will be mentioning um, every once in a while, two boys. We'll, we'll use their nicknames. Um, the oldest is Bug and he is two years old and the littlest one is Bean and he is one. I'm married to a white man so I have two biracial children. Like I said, I've been a licensed political social worker since 2010 and have been doing private practice for, I would say, about half that time. I work with clients who are looking for support with body liberation, making food with peace in their bodies, and also need some support in parental mental health. These two topics are really important to me because I am fat. Like I said, I've been fat most of my life. I'll probably be fat for the rest of my life. And I think with being black, definitely born black, but it died black. <laughs> and parental mental health, because I, um, like I said, I have two kids with my first one, I had pretty significant 
postpartum depression and anxiety. And thanks to lots of support from, you know, a therapist and my family and friends, I'm in a much better place, but it also made me really passionate about helping people who go through the same thing. In my free time, I like to read, um, sleep if my toddlers give me a chance to do so. I, you know, I walk, I'm trying to get into yoga. I really am obsessed with almost everything British. I love all British murder mysteries always. And um, Clue, the game Clue, the movie Clue, everything about it. <laughs> I'm a vegan, which might come up um, in the future. Um, I'm really interested in talking about intersection because there's a very different experience between being a Black person, between being a fat person, and between being a Black and a fat person. Even though I, you know, I have these marginalized identities, I'm also really aware of the privileges that I have and how that interacts with those intersections. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's a little bit about me. Oh, and I'm also obsessed with Jen. And that will come into when I talk about how this podcast came to be. I'm so excited to be here. This feels like something I've been meant to do for a really long time. And it's really emotional in a good way to finally be starting. That's it. Jen, please tell us all about the incredibly beautiful, glorious woman that you are. Oh, thank you, darling. I <laughs> am so excited to be here with you. I was just in awe listening to you, even though I know you so well in such a short amount of time. It was just so awesome to soak that in. So thank you so much for that. I am Jen Jackson, and I also live in occupied Tila territory in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. I have a private practice here. I see clients from actually around the world as a certified intuitive eating counselor. However, most of my clients in my private practice are here in New Mexico. Seeing everyone virtually at this time as we have explored the pandemic and what that has meant about changes in our lives and my lives, their lives, and also in connecting with each other. And my work centers around, well, it's hard to describe, but I would say that what these sessions are is talking about uh, my clients' relationship with food, with their bodies, and with themselves. And as those things evolve and transform and actually usually elevate the grief that comes with that of the previous selves and also the beautiful opening into whatever comes next. It's a wonderful space to hold with people, and I honestly feel very honored to do it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time it just feels very special to me so um that's a little bit about my work so who what do I do outside of work um as Siobhan was saying I'm a real nerd for games and movies so uh in this pandemic my bubble my family bubble has had a movie night and a game day so we can explore both of these things because it's not just me <laughs> and we had a really really good time Javon and I were just talking earlier about having some game time with each other. We, I love Clue also. Anything yes. mystery-like, um, anything that's a card game that's a little bit competitive is something that I like. I love that part of people where they get really competitive, just but just about something very specific. And everyone's competitive about something different. It is so much fun to watch that come out of people. So I really love that. Um, and I don't like to admit that I'm competitive about games, but I definitely um, I, I am, I am, and, um, I am a white fat woman. Um, I use pronouns she, her, and I am both neurodiverse and I live with diabetes. And those two things, 
um, which are both hidden, right? You can't see, know them unless I tell you or unless um, I express these things to you. Um, as a has been a very interesting exploration as an adult and is something that really makes me um, think about and see myself in new ways that I find very expansive and wonderful, which really surprised me about those things. So I like to share them openly. So I want you to know that I have those experiences happening over here. And I love how Siobhan earlier talked about the intersections that exist. When that word comes to mind, thinking about Kimberly Crenshaw's work, it really makes me think about race, gender, class and ability, those things really feel important to talk about all at once. And I love that you touched on those while also acknowledging your privilege, which I would also like to acknowledge now. I have financial privilege. I definitely have white privilege. Um, and these things exist together. And it feels really important for us to share with you what's happening over here since you can't see us. This is just audio on this podcast or a transcript if you're reading this right now. And a a place to consider what we're saying in your own mind with all of the intersections that you embody. Um, I live with my partner who has five adult children. I don't have any children of my own. I have enjoyed having a mother-like role for the last seven years. And um, I just love reading books, which I'm having some issues with right now, but I can't wait to get back to. It's just hard to read in the summer when it's hot, I think. Um, and sitting out in nature, taking pictures of flowers. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I just take a lot of pictures of flowers. Um, and feeding the quote-unquote pets that I have in my yard, which is a little bunny family that showed up this summer. Um, and a little family of squirrels that's been here for two years now. There's an abandoned house next to mine. And these animals love being there because there's no dogs. The rest of the neighborhood has them. And so that's like one of my favorite little things is just getting up in the morning and feeding them. So there you go. A little bit about me. I hope that feel you feel like you get to know us just a tiny little bit. And um, yeah. I love us. Oh my gosh, we're so cute. I'm so excited. I love learning about you, even though Yay! I know a good amount about you. This is awesome. Yes. So now that we have kind of given you a little spiel about each of us, we just like to ask ourselves and each other some questions um, to have you get to know us specifically leaning towards this podcast and also us as people. And that first one that I'd like to ask Siobhan is what lights you up? This is such a great question. I love that we're starting with talking about things that bring us joy. I would say a lot of things light me up. I love, 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 love this podcast. I talk about it so much. <laughs> so my friends and my family, yeah. <laughs> my friends and family have heard so much about it. So this podcast lights me up. Um, getting this podcast started, planning the interviews, talking about it, doing it lights me up. Um, what else lights me up? I, I really love watching my kids. They are super rambunctious. Like I said, I have two toddlers, so they're everywhere. They're super busy, but they're so cute and so sweet and so enthusiastic. And they are really affectionate right now. So they just light me up. I love um, the honor of being their mom and, you know, reparenting myself by being a mother and also just making sure that I'm being the best mom that I can be. I am lit up by reading as well, but like you, I'm struggling to find time to do so. <laughs> I am trying audiobooks sometimes at work, sometimes it doesn't, but if I try to read, I fall asleep most nights. 
So I'm trying to figure that out. It's also hot too, so I don't know. Yes, the heat yet. makes it hard. What is that? I don't know what that is, but it's so it really makes hard. It's so hot. So I'm trying to figure that out. But once upon a time when I had a lot of free time, I read nonstop. So I'm hoping to get back into that. Me too. Um, love that. I, yeah, I'm lit up by the people who I love in my life. I have great family and great friends, and I am honored to have that in my life. I am lit up by the work that I do with clients. I, like you, Jen, consider it a great honor to work with the people that I work with. I am lit up when I am able to make a difference in some way, in a way that helps them become who they want to be, who they're meant to be, um, while holding space for people. It's an honor to be able to do that. And yeah, so those are the some of the things that light me up. <laughs> Lit me up to hear you say what lights you up. It was very warm and wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I have another question. What is your favorite thing about yourself as a person and as a professional? I think it's actually the same thing for both. I um, I really pride myself and work really hard on just being a kind person. I, you know, I read this book a long time ago, maybe a few years ago, I'm not exactly sure when, um, when someone talked about what their currency was. It was Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please. Somebody recommended it to me. And um, she talked about what her currency was, and I think it was her comedy or her acting ability. I'm not really sure. But it made me sit with it and think about what my currency was, and my currency is kindness. And I, in all things I do, I try to be as kind as I can be. I think we all could use some kindness. So I think as a friend, as a family member, definitely as a professional, I believe in being kind. And I can say as your friend that you really are like kindness walking. You're an expression of kindness. That's who you are as a person. That's how I would describe you. You're also oh, very so good. Sweet. That means so much. <laughs> I'm glad you are very good at being kind to yourself as well, and expressing to other people you considering being kind to yourself, which I find very inspiring. So just that to means so much. That. Yay! Oh, thank you. That means so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for answering that. So now that we've gotten to know you a little bit, Siobhan, I would love for you to tell everyone listening, and I would love to hear it again. How did this podcast <laughs> idea come to you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about this. So I think I'm going to step back a little bit. So I met you, Jen. Um, gosh, I think it took us until December. So maybe six months ago to meet. Um, Jen, you emailed me about getting to know each other because we both, you know, do body liberation, intuitive eating work in the community. And you messaged me in probably almost a year ago <laughs> this time and I was like sorry had two babies can't do it and then we just kind of went back and forth before we um connected and the minute I met you I was like this you're gonna be in my life forever I've already decided this so it was it too. yeah yeah I, I don't even know immediately. I don't even know it was just it was just uh, electric and just and so that made me decide I was gonna do everything in my life to have you in my life <laughs> so I um I see a therapist regularly and she has been encouraging me for all the years we've been meeting to do more meditation. It's something I think about a lot. I don't say that I do it as much as I want to, um, but she recommended, you know, trying moving motivation. And so I was on a walk one day and um, did my moving meditation. I walked for a bit and then 
it was time to listen to a podcast. I love podcasts. I listen all the time as much as possible. And I couldn't find one to listen to that I was interested in. I have since then found others. But what I said to myself was, man, I really wish I could find a podcast that was talked about body liberation, talked about, you know, peace with food and body and self. And it was just fat body people talking about it. I think there are lots of podcasts out there that do good work and talk about this, but if I'm being frank, it's a lot of men, white women talking about the work. And it, I wanted to learn from people who looked just like me, um, not just like me, obviously, but, um, but who at least lived in the same type of body that I did, who had the same experience in that way. So yeah, I had that thought and said to myself, maybe I should just create the podcast myself. And oh my God, I love Jen. <laughs> I'm going to ask her to do it with me. So I walked some more and just thought about it and got really excited and, you know, squealed while walking <laughs> in the middle of the park. <laughs> I squeal a lot. And the name came to me during that walk, Embodiment for the Rest of Us. And I sat with it, didn't tell anyone for probably a few weeks. Um, and then I texted you and just said it and said, I would, I'm going to say it. And it's, you know, like, I've been in a relationship for a while, but it was like when I was dating where I'd send a text and then throw my phone and not wait for the response. I was so afraid to see what the response was going to be. So I texted you about it and then quickly did something else because I was, I didn't know what the response was going to be. And you responded so magnificently. And here we are. But that's how it came to me. I wanted a podcast that was something I wanted to listen to. That was a like we said before, one-stop shop of people talking about body liberation who live in fat bodies. So that's how it came about. I was doing a lot of hand movements that Siobhan could see, but none of you could see while she was talking about that. It was really fun to relive that. <laughs> so I love it so much. Thank you for answering my questions. Yay. And now it's my turn to ask those questions back. Um, so Jen, tell me what lights you up? What lights me up? Human interaction, community. Um, and I say both of those separately because I mean one-on-one, -on -one, just sitting, having mm. coffee with someone, just getting to know someone or enjoy someone or listen to someone and just sharing each other's humanity. And also community, whatever the reason is for community or whatever the label that we want to put on every kind of community, just a way of connecting with others both to learn about ourselves and unlearn within ourselves and also to just witness each other. I get a lot out of witnessing someone else. Um, also being witnessed. It's just a really beautiful mm. shared space. Um, I would definitely say playing games, <laughs> um, especially when people in my family, such as my dad, hysterically giggle. When something is so <laughs> funny. So um, we have played in this bubble, in this pandemic, Cards Against Humanity with my parents. Ah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> watching them get red in the face or us getting red in the face. And it's like, can't even read the cards because we're laughing so hard. We're just very special moments to me. And those in particular, community, even virtually in the pandemic, and also playing games within, within my family bubble stick out to me as lights in a lot of things that felt like darkness so those like really ring true in my in my brain so far and also I think 
hearing what lights other people up, like when you were talking about it, really lights me up. Like people being really interested in their job, in a topic that they're really interested in and have been researching. Um, someone telling me about a trip they just took. Someone telling me what they love about their children. Like things that light people up, light me up. Um, and finally, anything cute and furry lights yeah. me up. Love it. Um, I mentioned earlier that I, we have squirrels and um, bunnies. There's also a roadrunner that frequents our backyard because we don't have any dogs and a lot of people around us do. Um, <laughs> there was even a deer in my front yard just two mornings ago. Um, just seeing things in nature that look calm. And it doesn't have to be in my backyard. It could be in the foothills or something here by the mountains in Albuquerque. Um, just anything, just feel, it grounds me. It lights me up and grounds me, which don't always feel synonymous, but about nature, it really does. So yeah, that's what I would say for that. Thanks for asking. Of course. And I can see you lit up as you were talking about what lights you up. That's just, oh, this is so much fun. This is great. Uh, Jen, why did you want to start this podcast with me? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have always felt, this is me getting a little woo-woo for a moment, that the universe <laughs> tells you three possible answers in something that you're being asked. Um, and that is a yes, a yes, but not this, and a yes, but not now. Um, I, very, I very rarely hear like a no in my head or anything like that. Um, we can talk about my boundaries later, but that's, I really don't. I hear yes. Um, and that was the first answer that I said was yes. When you said, um, actually, you phrased the first text to me, um, was you told me what happened with your therapist, you told me about the walk, and then you told me you had this dream. Mm -hmm. And I said, I would do that with you. <laughs> and you said, well, I'm serious, not serious. And I said, well, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, and you're like, are we doing this? I'm like, we are doing this. It was something. I can't remember. It was Beautiful. It was immediate for me that something that you would think of me when this kind of epiphany moment of like where everything can feel different after such a moment, like that you would think of me in that moment, just felt like something to immediately say yes to. And I also listen to a lot of podcasts, like you were saying, and it also strikes me that either the people doing the podcast or what they're choosing to talk about or how they talk about it, how filtered it feels. Um, maybe even sometimes they have a very liberated version of a topic or because of the guest, but it's, it's kind of these fleeting moments is what it feels like to me when I listen. Um, and these times in listening to a podcast or listening to a person where my brain just tunes in, what are they talking about? I sometimes rewind like, okay, this is so amazing. I have to rewind and make sure I'm listening the whole time. Those kinds of moments. I wanted something like that and more of it. And when you brought this idea and mentioned this and said it, it felt like that, like the thing that was missing in what I've been searching mm. for, um, which I've told you before, and you also feel like a person I've been searching for. And so those two things totally together, agree. how could I say no? And to talk about something that's on the margins, um, I didn't mention earlier, but I really feel like it's important to treat from the margins, helping people understand how to get closer to what they need, especially when they feel pushed there or to the side or down, whatever kind of analogy you want for the visual of that. Um, and a space in which to talk about it and explore ideas where people don't just feel alone in those spaces, right? No matter how quick the movement or ability to move or anything like that, 
that we can have a space together to explore these things. Um, and as you said earlier, wanting someone, you wanted to talk to people who represent your experience, whatever piece mm -hmm. or combination of that experience. And that also feels like it really resonates with this immediately, just in the title, embodiment for the rest of us. It's like, ooh, who's the rest of us? Ooh, yeah. embodiment, <laughs> which is embodiment, which is about a reflection of how the world sees you and whether or not you take that on and also how you see yourself in the world, right? Whether it's independent of that or not, just like, it's just incredible. Um, and we'd only have a few conversations before that time, before mm -hmm. you brought that yeah. up to me. And yeah. it still felt like a match. Like I knew where it was gonna, like, and I don't mean like perfectly where it was gonna go, but I knew where we were gonna go together. Like I trusted us. You said earlier, yeah. you love us, I love us. And mm -hmm. I trust us. And that feels, mm -hmm. it's a very like home-like feeling, a very brave feeling, and also a feeling that feels like it can be a space for repair, which is something I really don't hear a lot of in podcasts. Absolutely. What I mean by repair is how even people who cause harm, even us as professionals, how we can repair, how these how we can restore these kinds of words um, feels really important. And anything that leans in that direction, and I really want to be a part of that. And I don't mean just in the general sense, I'm speaking rather vaguely and generally, um, but I feel very specifically that like this is it, the mix that I really want to be a part of. So um, that was a lot of words for me to say instantly. I knew exactly that I was going to do it and that I was going to do it with Siobhan. It was a no brainer, no thought, no pause, no nothing. I love your answer, first of all. That is incredible. Uh, I just got chills listening to you and just remembering our process. And I also wanted to say, I think your memory is better than mine because I totally forgot I had a dream about it until you said that. <laughs> I was like, this didn't all come about during a walk. It wasn't that long of a walk. Um, <laughs> I have a dangerous memory. <laughs> I have yeah. a dangerous memory for sure. Um, and also, I don't always trust it. I trust right. us more than I trust it. So Right. I don't trust my memory, which is why I write everything down, as you know. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, it just gave me to your, your process. And I'm just so honored that you want to work with me and that I want to work with you. And I'm just yes. so excited. I'm thank so excited. And I want to say thank you for holding space for me to answer that. And just thank you for creating space for this to even be happening. And thank you for saying yes and letting me figure out how this works for both of us as we go along and giving me the space to dream. Like this was something that, like I said, it was coming a long time and I didn't even realize and now I'm getting emotional and trying not to cry. Ooh, so That made oh. me really emotional. <sighs> I, I love been, you. I love you. <laughs> I've been a therapist for a really long time and I, like I said, I'm honored to do the work that I do, but this feels like what I've been meant to do for a really long time. And it just feels like it's coming to fruition um, to make a difference in a way that really honors my own boundaries and um, lets me use a different set of skills. And um, my, you know, it's just, it's what I've been looking for. So that's amazing. It's very expansive. When I was just listening yes, to you that's say the that, word. I, I, yes. mm -hmm. it's very expansive. Which is, uh, why would we not say yes to something expansive? I know. <laughs> so proud of us. Yay! Um, yay. Um, so let me, <laughs> now I'm going to go all giddy again. I'm going to go to the next question. <laughs> um, tell me, what led you to do the work that you do? That's a great question. 
Um, I have been a dietitian since 2013. Mm-hmm. And the first five years or so of being a dietitian, I always had a feeling that something was not right. Mm-hmm. That I now know this word, this phrase, cognitive dissonance, right? Like how mm-hmm. I was acting mm-hmm. and how I feel in my body and my bones and my heart was not a match. Totally. And that's mm-hmm. because I was doing things the traditional dietetics way. Um, at that point, at the end of that period, I was a concierge dietitian. So I created mm. a private practice and business for myself where I went anywhere and everywhere in the five boroughs of New York City to give people services to their company at events and to individuals. Mm. Um, and I basically ran myself into the ground, which in a way was fun because I explored all of New York. And <laughs> at the same time, I was exhausted all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was catering what I was doing to other people in a way that was starting to become even more clear that something Mm. didn't feel right. And -hmm. what I realized in that process is people were asking me to fix and change them. And I'm not really in this for fixing and changing work. I'm just here to hold space for people Mm, and mm -hmm. they feel understood. Um, and to brainstorm and come up with ideas together of what might be different and what we might try so that things can be different if they want to, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to, but just a space and also to say things to people that they would never say to someone else that tends to come up in this work, anything about food and body, as I'm sure you mm-hmm. must want, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it is just a vessel for talking about what is most important to us. And that was missing from my work. So I went on a search or moving away from meal plans and all of these other things to how can I support people where the judgment on my side is as little as possible, even if that meant um, talking about misinformation that was present in people's lives and how I might not be that and do they want that anyway in that kind of search, which led Ah. me to body image, which Mm. led me to embodiment, which led me to intuitive eating, which led me to non-diets, which led me to a lot of spaces in which I feel like I have it. And of course, health at every size aligned. And actually the work that this, the work, I'm calling the podcast, the work. That's interesting. I want to think about that later, what the work is. Um, Yeah, I want to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. So in this podcast, this expansive feeling is even going to be beyond things like intuitive eating, like health at every size. These things are included, of course, but they all look at operating inside of a system. We can call this the medical industrial complex. Um, And really interested in looking outside of it at what justice, which still kind of is on the borders and inside of it, but really more liberation outside of any restrictions, outside of a context of I have been harmed. How can we repair? It's more like how can repair be at the forefront? How can repair and restore be part of things? How can conversations feel expansive, not constricting? Um, How can we notice that in real time? Um, How can we not be quote unquote specialists about one tiny little area, but really have a much Mm. larger conversation together? Um, Because in our individual fields and disciplines and credentialism and the pursuit of letters and whatever you'd like to call that, we get like kind of in these straight lines and this beautiful expansive space that you and I are sharing in together feels like there's many roads that are an option and those roads have different speeds and some have yield signs and some have stop signs. Like it feels like there's just a lot of choice there. That's not really present and choice feels healing and interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So that's really how I got to this, not just for individual clients, but wanting to have a larger conversation. Oh, 
Wow. That, I honestly don't think I've ever asked you this question. So I loved, <laughs> I loved learning actually. This is fantastic. I'm going to ask you a question that's not on my list to ask you, but that you asked me. What's your favorite thing about yourself as a person and as a professional? Oh, that's very interesting. So I, so it would actually be the same thing in both, as you said before. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also my answer will be surprising. And that's that I'm a really good listener. So that's I'm not a surprising really, at all. <laughs> I say it's surprising because I'm a really good talker. Like I'm a really good talker. <laughs> You're both. You're both. Yeah, I can talk endlessly, and I think that's like on the surface or just observing me. That seems like, but I actually spend more of my time listening because I mm. like absorbing what other people are saying. I like relating to what other people are saying. In fact, to your earlier question of what lights me up, I can't get to anywhere that lights me up without listening because almost all of my mm. things are listening centered. Um, and I really feel that I learn a lot about myself in the process. Um, not that that's the purpose, but that's the nature of listening to other people. It's very, as to use a word from earlier, it's expansive, like mind expansive. Yeah. Um, something I'm really interested in is flow states, which is about your prefrontal cortex and your relationship with time. And I feel a different passage of time when I'm listening to other people mm. than when I'm talking. Like when I'm talking, I have no sense of time, nothing, no, like nothing. <laughs> um, I had to be very careful. Um, and very boundaried about that because I could just go forever. But listening, I, I, it's a totally different experience for me. Like, I feel like I can listen to every word and that feels really important to me. Mm. Um, that that exists in the world. I don't just mean in me, but like, it feels very comforting to me. And it's, it's why it's my favorite thing that like, I'm so glad that that exists in me. I feel really honored that I have that capacity. Um, and it just makes me feel good. It's just great. So that's what I would say. I love that. And I think you're a fantastic listener. I never would be surprised that you said that. You're a great talker. I'm not going to lie. But I, I, mean, I, I am. <laughs> that's why our meetings always run over. But I love hearing you talk because you always have something that changes, that makes that I have to sit with after. So I love hearing you speak, Oh, thank course. you so much. And you know, I yeah. feel that way too. Siobhan asks questions <laughs> of other people and of herself out loud that I have never conceived of. They are beyond my conception. And then oh, social asks this question, wow. it just enters, it, you know, it's like, a, it just suddenly enters my thoughts and my feelings. And I usually have to process it for a lot, but I think about questions that you ask for a very long time after you ask them. Oh, wow, that, you're making me blush. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can tell whoever's listening, but we love each other. We love each other. <laughs> But I also think you're a fantastic listener. Like I Thank feel you. so heard and so held every time I talk to you. And I think that when we first met, I in my head I was like, I kind of want her to be my dietitian, but I don't want any professional boundaries, so I'm not going to ask her. <laughs> I, I wanted you to be my therapist. I don't know if I ever said that out loud, but I absolutely reciprocated that. Absolutely reciprocated. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> my questions and we're going to ask a few more we'll just go back and forth um but I think the next one's yours then <laughs> I really love listening to you I love listening and I love listening to you and um I am really just getting in these moments where I forget that we're on a podcast and I'm just having I a really great conversation <laughs> with my friend Sean, I know. Um, exactly. which is making me feel this is just feeling really special to me 
So, and you said held and heard earlier, and I'm feeling that way in the podcast <gasps> itself right now. Same. Same. So yeah. I can't wait for other people to feel held and heard. I can't wait. That's Ugh. really exciting. And so you feel really sweaty and I have like some nervous tingles happening and it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. So good. So good. I would, I um, yeah. Thinking about the podcast and we're going to go more into these in two additional episodes after mm-hmm. we really talk about these concepts. But I would really like to ask you now, what does embodiment mean to you? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, we've been talking about embodiment a lot and <laughs> trying to define this. We went back and forth for months and uh, like you said, we'll have a longer conversation about it. But I think something that keeps coming back to me is the idea of embodiment is integrating all of these aspects of yourself, myself. Um, that's a long and short of it. And we'll talk more about why we didn't land on that. <laughs> definition in our next episode but for me it's integrating all of these parts of me not just existing in one aspect of my identity but all of them all the things that make me who I am Mm. what about you what does it mean to you um well I'm really excited for us to talk about it in the next episode like which things (laughs) don't land or we realize Mm -hmm. we're ableist or any of these Mm -hmm. sorts of things it's a very interesting conversation to me so look forward to that and I, I've been thinking about, we've talked about it a lot, we're thinking about it a lot, and I'm not, I'm not really a great summarizer. Um, however, for some reason, three words have really been sticking out to me about this. Um, like, that kind of summarize what it's like to know your body and have a knowing of your body. And that would be respect. That would be trust. And that would also be liberation. Ooh, I've, I've just, like, I keep myself chills. Is that weird to say? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's how it should be. This is, oh, this is good. <laughs> Me too. I had to dance for a second. Okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I skim over here all the time to keep my, yeah. and I've got a, a lovely little um, fidget toy I'm using here for all my nervous yeah. energy because I'm so I have mine too. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I, I, really, I really loved that. And I loved, I loved, I love what we both said. I, I like, I really love what we both said, and I cannot wait to explore that more. That was yeah, like, I, I felt like I had a sensation preview of what it's going to be. Yes. Like. Ooh, I can't wait for that episode. I can't wait to do it with you. That's great. Um, okay. Here's my next question. What does the rest of us mean to you, Jen? Ooh, I love that. And I love that that's part of the podcast name that you came up with. Um, earlier, I was talking about people in the margins and people who mm-hmm. are oppressed. Um, I would also say the intersections, as you were describing earlier, of how additional identities can lead to further marginalization and oppression. And those words feel very like big words and very heady to me. So I've also been thinking about this a lot. And what I really think about is the rest of us is anyone who feels left out from a larger conversation, Mm -hmm. from the main narrative, from um popular culture from social norms whatever feels what from what can be seen like uh we we have this perception that we can judge other people and it's really ingrained in us from our society like not just the united states but like basically the whole world now i'm really getting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that we can judge people based on what we see only not even hearing a word they have to say and it really feels like the things that are hidden that we really have to listen to and ask about in addition to things that are judged based on, I mean, it's cliche, but face value. 
that are really deeper and more interesting, first of all, and yeah. second of all, more intricate and detailed than we could ever imagine by just like a surface look. Or I love the, the phrase, um, glossing something over. It feels like the rest of us are glossed over. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Like, just like there's some sort of either picture-perfect view of something that we're all supposed to um, try to be that picture-perfect thing, or mm -hmm. that something can be simplified in a single sentence or judgment when really people are complex and wonderfully mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to look at and consider when we talk to and listen to the rest of us. Oh, what do you think? That is a great answer. Can I just use yours? <laughs> oh, thank you. You can, and I would love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, so, um yeah like again I'm going to repeat what I said before we're going to have a whole episode about this but when I think about the rest of us I think about like you said uh people who are on the margins um the word that keeps coming to mind for me is othered so you are treated as other you are seen as other you know if there's this conversation the idea of like having to seat at the table there's no seat for us um so We'll be talking a lot about what the rest of us means, obviously, with everyone that we meet with and also in the episode that's coming up. But it makes me think of the idea of nothing about us without us, which is, you know, a thing that was created, a saying, a slogan that was created by James Charlton um, for the disability, um, disability rights movement. And if you even agree with that sentiment, I have a, I have a, firm belief that that makes you the rest of us <laughs> because it means you're not having a seat at the table in terms of something, whether um, there's different aspects of intersectionality, which we'll absolutely get into, but that's what comes up for me as the rest of us. I really heard dehumanized in what you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was really lovely. And it almost, and I think really the intention of this podcast and something that really resonates with me is reducing harm Yes. or conversations about reducing harm or repair yes. or restorative justice Absolutely. and liberation and looking away from the things that oppress us and other us and dehumanize us to spaces and areas where we don't have that feeling and what's possible there. Those are really powerful and interesting conversations that I know we're going to have. And I really heard all that in what you were saying. Oh, so I you. found I it very inspiring. <laughs> Siobhan, just thinking about um, the podcast and who may relate to it, I'd love to know how do you identify as the rest of us, which you've already mentioned a little bit before, but I'd love to hear more or again. And how do you feel your experience is intersectional? Yeah, um, no, that's a, I love that. Um, like I said before, I, I identify as the rest of us in that I live in a fat body. I'm a Black woman. I'm a woman, right? Um, so all of these things kind of play into it. Um, I'm sure there are other ones, but those are the first three that come to mind. Black, fat, woman. I have a significant history of depression and anxiety. I think that that plays into how I interact with the world. I would say those are really the four that are coming to mind for me. 
thank you so much for answering that. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how important it is to acknowledge our privileges while we're also talking about any marginalization um, and what we're talking about as the rest of us. And I'm curious which ones you would like to share with us and that come to mind right now. Absolutely. I think it's really important to keep them in mind as I'm talking about intersection, for sure, because I don't have the same experience as other people. Let's see. I am cisgendered. I'm heterosexual. Those are definitely two big ones for me. I have a master's degree. I, um, I don't have a religious affiliation, but I don't have a religion that is marginalized either. So I think being, you know, religiously agnostic um, is a form of privilege just because I'm, you know, not in a, I'm not a part of a religion that is marginalized or persecuted. I am financially privileged and I, I, those are the ones that are coming to mind. And also I'm American. I think my citizenship status um, also gives me some privilege globally and even in the United States. Okay, what about you, Jen? How do you identify as the rest of us and how do you feel your experience is intersectional? Thanks for asking that and thank you for answering when I asked that as well. I think it's really important to have these conversations and try to acknowledge as many as possible in both mm -hmm. sides, right? Uh, feeling oppressed and in a rest of us kind of conversation and also privilege. So I'll start where you did and thinking about the identities um, that I have that feel like the rest of us. And that would first be that I am a fat woman. Um, although it's not lost on me immediately that I'm also white and there is a different perception about my fat body than other fat bodies, something that's not lost on me. Mm -hmm. um, also neurodiverse, so I have ADHD. Um, I'm pretty newly diagnosed actually and newly exploring how that has left me feeling othered for a very long time mm -hmm. since I was very mm -hmm. young. Um, but not really understanding what that was or having the words around what was going on. So that feels very new. Um, yeah. As well as having a chronic condition. So I have diabetes. And these are things that are unseen mostly. Um, yeah. And when people hear about that and also that I am a fat woman, there is a certain amount of judgment that comes with that. For example, that I caused myself being here, which is not the case, not for anyone actually. Absolutely. Um, and so that really feels like the primary one that I'm thinking about now. I also identify as demisexual, which means that I need a very strong emotional connection in any of the relationships in my life before I really even consider them long-term. Some of them are immediate. Mm. Like, which mm -hmm. one? This, this goes to me about every relationship. But I think about it a lot. It's also something my sister recently introduced this term to me and I realized that it has filled a hole that has been just sitting there waiting for something for a long time. So that's newer to me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really identify with being othered in that way because that one is so new. So I also considered a privilege that I did not have to consider that as something in my life before, mm. that I was able to mm -hmm. not have to face that until I was in my late 30s, which I am now. So it is something that could be seen as the rest of us, but I actually think it's a privilege that I was allowed to have the time and space to discover that um, mm. and to do it in my own way. So I love how you described earlier your privileges. Um, some of them I'd really never really thought of, like being an American. But of course, now that you've said that, that's really quite obvious to my brain. 
that the world is different here, it actually made me think of the fact that we have 60% of adults over 30 who have had the COVID vaccine. Living mm, here mm-hmm. has a very specific set of privileges that currently Definitely. in that example doesn't exist anywhere else, nowhere else. So that feels like, actually that's not true. Some other smaller countries do, but very few other places, right? Yeah, and all the other yeah. things that come with that. Um, so I'm white and I have white privilege and although I have unlearned a lot and looked a lot at this, I know that there are so many things I have not yet discovered and things that I do without thinking um, and just ways in which I am not perceived in particular ways. And I'm just allowed to have the privilege of being that, of being white. Um, I am financially privileged. I also have a master's degree like Siobhan does. Um, I am cisgendered. Um, I am of... I'm not of a dominant political affiliation, but because I'm white, it's okay if I am whatever affiliation that I am. Those feel both mm-hmm. like a combined privilege there. Mm-hmm. Um, and disability status, I would even say, even though ADHD is considered a disability, it's pretty invisible. And I don't need accommodations mm-hmm. from the physical world of entering places. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps sounds um, and light situations where I can become very sensitive to those things, especially when a lot of people are talking or a bright light is shown in my face. But other mm. than that, um, I can exist in the world. And I can just put on sunglasses. Like, the things I need are rather simple. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's more of a privilege than not. Um, yeah, those are what come to mind when um, I was listening to you and talking. Um, and I think this is a, a wonderful thing that I'm kind of unsure here in this moment. I'm actually unsure of two things. And we've talked to Sean and I have talked about this a little bit. One is I don't feel like the rest of us enough because of how many privileges I have, which is like a thing within me to unpack. I think it's important for me to say that because I think Mm. in acknowledging my privileges along with these things, I can really kind of discover this for myself, something Mm. I'm excited to do. No one is here to teach me. I'm here to learn this, if that makes sense. Um, And it's really important for me, I think, to say, especially um, with the privileges that I hold, that these are just my experiences. It's also something that's true for anyone, not just the rest of us, right? All human beings, that we're all having our own experience. And anyone who even says, oh, I check all the same boxes as Jen, I relate to these things, we are not having the same experience. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that, that that's just me talking about myself. Um, And this also brings up that something that's important to me, and I know it's important to Siobhan in this podcast, I'm not afraid to make mistakes here. Yeah. Uh, do I feel nervous about mistakes? Yes, but I don't actually feel afraid to make them. I'm trying really hard to be very conscious and to not make any. And if I do, I'm going to totally be up to owning that and yeah. also unlearning anything about that that I need to in my own time and in my own way. And it's always okay to point those things out to me. And that also feels like it exists in some podcasts, but it feels refreshing to even say that and feel so authentic about saying it. Like it's very important to me. So I just wanted to share that here because it kind of feels related to what you were just saying. Oh, that's so good. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing how you are the rest of us, what privilege you have, because it's really important for us to keep that in mind as we're doing these interviews, as we're doing this podcast. And yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just so excited to just keep talking and to keep learning and uh, like Jen said, no one is my teacher either, but I'm excited that we're learning and unlearning together. So yeah, thank you so much. That was great. Yay! Um, 
Is there anything else that's coming up for you that I didn't ask you or that you want to say? Um, that's a great question. I think the only thing that's really sitting here with me now is how excited I am to record oh. the next bits and also be in conversation with people. As we said, who are not our teachers, they are people who are here to be human beings with us and talk about really incredible topics. It just feels great to expect and anticipate being human with other humans about these topics. I'm just so excited. That's oh, it. That's how so about, how about for you? Anything sitting there for you that feels like needs to be said well, now? Well, the only thing that popped up earlier, and this is a sign of my privilege and you know, owning up when I say things that I should or didn't say, and I didn't acknowledge my gender pronouns because I didn't even think to do so. So that's just me feeling aware of the fact that that is a privilege for me that I don't always feel like I have to identify my my um, pronouns. So I am she, her, and I didn't say it earlier. Um, and when you said it, I was like, dang it, but we're here. <laughs> I love um, that you heard something like that and yeah. included it here. Thank you for yeah. doing it. That's exactly what I meant. Exactly. I love that that's what we intend. Yeah. Um, I, nothing else that I felt like I needed to say. I'm just really excited about this. I cannot wait to start interviewing people. Um, it's important that we're in conversation with you. We've said that already in the in the trailer. But if you feel like there has been some harm, we appreciate the feedback. We want to make sure we can restore and repair as much as possible, as much as necessary. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited. I love this. This is making all of my dreams come true. It is my dream come true that you're even listening to this. So thank you. Um, I think that's all that I have. <laughs> thank you for making Siobhan's and now my dream come true. Yes. You made thank, you come true. yes thank you all. Yes. Thank you all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I like we could keep this. Me too, me too. Uh, yeah, perfect. Um, next time we see you, we will be talking about what embodiment means to us. Really can't perfect. Wait. Thank you so see much. You then. Thank you for listening to season one of the Embodiment for the Rest of Us podcast. Episodes will be published every two weeks wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find the podcast at our website, embodimentfortherestofus.com, and follow us in social media on Twitter at embodiment. And on Instagram at Embodiment for the Rest of Us. We look forward to being with you again next time in conversation. Bye.